Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ed Robertson, welcome you to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Then we'll welcome back Georgiana Nupi Rodriguez later on the hour as we celebrate the 100th birthday of the one and only Rosemary. Nupi Rodriguez is Rosemary's daughter, while Sepia Records has just released a comprehensive CD collection of classic recordings and rarities that include some of Rosemary's all-time favorite show tune standards and novelty songs from the 40s and 50s, all available on compact disc for the very first time. If you only think of Rosemary as Sally Rogers on the Dick Van Dyke Show or for the one-liner she delivered every week on the Hollywood Squares, you will be blown away by her range and depth as a singer. We'll talk about that and more when Noopy Rodriguez joins us later on in this hour. Be up to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by playing part two of a conversation that began last week with Charles Fox. Charles Fox, the man who created many of the songs that are part of the music soundtrack of our lives, certainly many of the great theme songs that are part of the television soundtrack of our lives, Happy Days, Laverne, Shirley, Love Boat, Love American Style. Charles Fox, also the subject of Killing Me Softly with his songs, a documentary that not only chronicles Charles's career, but is really at its heart a celebration of music itself, and particularly the ability of live music to connect people and bridge cultures. If all goes well, Killing Me Softly with his songs will be released to the public later in 2023. To keep an eye on that, for more news and information, Killing Me Softly with his songs.com or Charles Fox Music.com. Com. Also, in addition to the documentary coming out, in addition to the benefit concerts you'll be giving in New York later in this year, you are also scheduled, Charles, to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And this is a stupid question, but considering you contribute to television, movies, and music, what will the symbol be on your star? Will it be one or the other? Will it be all three? Well, you know something, the question you just asked me, I just learned was a choice. I didn't even know that before. <laughs> um, I think music. Okay. Because music, I didn't realize there was a symbol. Someone told me this just the other day. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really, I, I spent my life doing all of those things, all the above. But I think music kind of encompasses movies and television as well and record so i think music or recording i think is what they call it yes yeah very excited very very excited you touched on the joy 
to perform your music, to conduct your music before live audiences. How does it feel to have brought and to continue to bring so much joy to millions of people every day because of your contributions to music? So obviously, that's a, it's an extraordinary and a glorious feeling. I don't. I, I'm not consumed with that. I, I go on to what? What am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely. Not only uh, your music will not only be preserved at the Library of Congress, it will be preserved and memorialized and passed on to the next generation through the upcoming movie on Charles's life and career called Killing Me Softly with his songs, which, if all goes well, will be released later this year. Uh, for details and more information, killingmesoftlywithhissongs.com. And I, I should point out, when Charles you know, modestly says, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't think about the joy that my music brings to other people. I don't allow my head to get blown up that way. Charles, I mean, that is truth. Because one of the reasons I love talking to you and one of the reasons I so love your book, Killing Me Softly, My Life in Music, Charles, you are a man who never forgot where he came from, never forgot who he was. I never did. I never did. I, I'm, I've been always very grateful for everything. Uh, I, I always think how fortunate I am. Yeah. You know? Now, by the way, people people ask me very often, uh, who was who gave you your first break? A lot of people. A lot of people. Nadia Boulanger was my was my mentor and uh, someone I take with me my whole life. But a lot of people helped me along the way. Um, Robert Russell Bennett was a great orchestrator. 
composed himself, who also studied Nadia Boulanger many years before me, he wrote all the orchestrations for uh, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. He was rich orchestrator. And then when I was young and just trying to find a way to earn some money, I called him out of the blue, and he, and he, he said, well, come on down to my office. And, and uh, I spent some time with him, and he asked me what I could show him in the world that he might help me, and I really had nothing other than some Latin music and some little classical pieces. And he said, well, write something. Let me see what you can do. And I wrote a theater suite, because he was a theater person. Mm-hmm. And I came a weekend, and he said, uh, all right, give me some time. Let me see how I can help you. He introduced me to Sketch Henderson, mm-hmm. and I started, I started working for The Tonight Show, writing music for The Tonight Show and arrangements. Uh, just one of the number of people who you know, gave me a, a chance. Uh, an opportunity to move ahead, and and frankly, that's why um, if it comes to the right way, I, I look forward to doing that with other young people as well. Yeah, everyone should have an opportunity, and if, if I'm that person, it, it delights me to be able to help someone's career. You know, and I established this scholarship at my high school years ago, and it get a prize money for composers. And sometimes I see the. Um, the list of composers who got started on that little scholarship that I I did, I think, wow, how fortunate am, am I? I was able to help someone start the career, you Ab- know? Absolutely. You're not only continuing to help young people start their career in music, but two of the most famous examples of people that you took a chance on, you, you paid it forward, the generosity that Madam gave to you. you. Two examples that I can think of, Charles, is Jim Croce and Cindy Greco. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jim Croce. <laughs> so, different, very different worlds. I'll say it quickly about Cindy Greco. I'll say more about Jim Croce. Okay. I was at Magic Mountain with my kids today. You know, it was a amusement ride, and I heard this wonderful voice coming from someplace. It was a live band, and I went over, and there was Cindy Greco with her band performing. Mm-hmm. And I was just about to go into the studio to record a new song for the theme shop for Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. I just wrote it, and I, I went up there, and I said, hi, I introduced myself. I said, I think you might be great to sing this new song. And she did, and we had a hit record, and her voice on the air was just, she had a whole career based on that. So uh, it was good for her, it was good for me. It worked two ways. Chip <laughs> Crochet was another story completely. Norman Gimble and I wrote, I got a name for a picture called The Last American Hero. And we needed a singer to sing it. This picture is coming out soon. And I was under a little pressure from 20th Century Fox to get a record made so they could release the picture. And um, Norman and I thought there was this new singer, a young singer coming up on the charts with a song called Operator. And uh, we liked the sound of his voice. And um, we thought his voice matched not only our song, but the character in the film. And um, I called uh, Jim Croce and said, I have this song, I'd like you to hear it. And he heard the song over the phone. 
And over the phone, he said, I'd like to sing that song. So I, I, I hadn't met him yet. I, I bought his record. I listened to his singing of his songs and uh, the range of his voice. And I, and I made an orchestration of our song. And I went to the studio at 20th Century Fox Films and, and uh, with a big orchestra, strings and everything. And I made a track and I brought it to New York to overdub Jim. And when I did, I met him for the first time. He said, would you play the song again after we first met in the producer's office? So I played the song and he said, you know, I knew I'd I'd have to sing the song because I knew it would make me feel closer to my father who died at a young age before fulfilling his own dreams. And tragically, you know, that happened to Jim. Jim actually died in a plane crash the day this song was released. Wow. I'm singing. It went on to become one of the, one of his biggest records. And, and following that, he became a huge international. He had three albums in the top 100 all at the same time. He was huge. And uh, to this day, um, you hear his song, his version of the song. We've had lots of recordings of it, but we hear Jim Croce singing that all over. It's been on many in many movies. Used uh, Django, right? Django, um, among others, they used it very predominantly. So for the film, we had Danny Gold called AJ Croce, his son, who's a wonderful pianist and a songwriter and a singer and a pianist and a guitar, and asked him if he would be part of this documentary of my life. Talked about his father. So he came to my house, and we did. We spoke about his father. It's all part of the film. And then he sang I Got a Name, playing the guitar, and I played the piano. And so Jim, or AJ, and I became friends. And he came back here one day. We wrote a new song together. And actually, he's appearing at the Troubadour in Los Angeles, a famous spot for going back to Elton John. Mm-hmm. So many people, um, Carole King and people sang there, as well as Jim Croce. He's performing there on September 21st, and he asked me if I would play the piano with him on that song, and maybe the new song, too. A.J. Croce, son of Jim Croce, is one of the many artists that you will see performing the music of Charles Fox, as is Jason Alexander, Ed Robertson, the Bare Naked Ladies, Roberta Flack, Diane Warren, Paul Williams, Rita Wilson, many, many more. You can see them all perform the music of Charles Fox, in performances shot in concert halls, jazz clubs, home settings, all that in Killing Me Softly with his song's documentary about the life and music of Charles Fox that is really at its heart a celebration of music and particularly how live music has the power to connect people and bridge cultures. For more information, Killing Me Softly with his songs.com. If all goes well, Killing Me Softly with his songs will be released to the public later in 2023. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin, you know what happens when the weather gets warmer, more visible lines, and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum and Moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out, ibubeauty.com. That's Y-I-B-U, beauty.com, or at Ibu Beauty on Instagram. Use customer code Ibu50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Hi, this is Harry Shearer, and you are listening to TV Confidential, a radio show about television. 
Charles, speaking of the telephone, if I remember correctly, and if I don't, I'm sure you will correct me, but if I remember correctly, a telephone played a role in how you got Aaron Spelling to accept the theme to The Love Boat. Well, I mean, The Love Boat was another whole story. I had done other work for Aaron Spelling and, and Doug Kramer, his producer partner. Doug Kramer was the head of, he was the president of Paramount Television mm-hmm. when I was working uh, on Love America Zone. And then he moved over to become partners of Aaron Spelling. And they asked me if I, they said they have a new show. It's kind of like Love America style, but on the water. And instead of three separate vignettes, it would be one continuous, uh, uh, cast, mm-hmm. you know, the crew of the ship, and different people would come on. So it was kind of Love American style on the water. Uh, actually, come to think of it, they said to me, um, you know, I know the picture of the uh, Orient Express. I said, I did. They, they, you know, they see the wheels of the train go, and the smoke coming out, and it'd be great adventure. Could I do something like that with a Adventure being on a boat. Now, cruise line wasn't invented with Love Boat, obviously, but it really began its, its biggest impact mm-hmm. with that show. Mm-hmm. Princess Lines, I believe, had two boats when that show first started. Now, I don't know if they have, um, I don't know how many, a thousand, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but but they, have, they have many boats now. Oh, and by the way, those boats, Foghorn, all play my song. Uh, When the ships pass each other, they bless each other. It's the ugliest sound you ever heard, but um, they they play my song. I don't know how they did that. But anyway, so I said regarding uh, the Orient Express, I said, so the Orient Express had a, I know the voice, and they said, um, yeah, that's what we want, that kind of thing. Well, you know, it's my job to figure out what people want and to put them out and, and to do what I think is right, too, mm-hmm. obviously. can't be someone else's pencil. Uh, but I, I interpret what someone else means. So instead of a waltz, I wrote a disco quote. <laughs> well, this is 1976, 1977. It was contemporary. It was very contemporary. And I, I asked Paul Williams to join me on that, and he came up with these wonderful you know, wonderful words that that, uh, that we are music and all the words embrace each other. And when I came to Aaron Spelling's office with the demo, I said, um, "All right, uh, Aaron and Doug, I've got a um, song ready to play for you." And I said, "Do you have a tape machine?" Again, it was in the '70s. And he looked around his used office on the 20th Century Fox lot, and he says, "No, we have no tape machine." I said, "How about a cassette?" And he got on the uh, the horn with the secretary and said, Could you bring in a cassette machine? And she came back in a few minutes and said, I'm sorry, Mr. Spelling, there's no cassette machine in the building. So I said, well, um, all right, I have to let you hear the song. I said, you know what? On the lot, there are a number of pianos. There's recording studios, pianos. Uh, I used to use, uh, I several times played songs for people in Mel Brooks' office. He had a piano in his office. Mm-hmm. Uh, secretary called back in a few minutes and said, sorry, Mr. Spelling, there's no pianos available on the lot. So I looked at him, how am I going to let him hear the song? There's no way to play it. No way to, and to anything's recorded, even live. So I said, all right, Aaron, and Doug, here goes. And I started to sing, snapping my fingers, love. Exciting and new. 
We're expecting you to love you. That's how they heard my song with me singing a cappella, snapping my fingers. And the curious thing is they like oh, I got lucky. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, but, but see, that's the musician in you. You know how to improvise, and I you, oh, yeah, yeah, you 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 knew how to improvise, and you knew how to make the delivery, and you did. And the theme of the love boat is just one of the many colors in the tapestry of Charles Fox's life in music, which is captured in the new documentary called "Killing Me Softly" with his songs. It is making the film festival circuit as we speak. If all goes well, it will be released to the public later in 2023. Charles will also be honored with the star at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. When all of that comes together, Charles, later in this year, please, please, please come back and visit us on TV Confidential. Thank you very much. I enjoyed talking with you, and uh, I look forward to doing it again to that time that we do get together again to talk about. We'll celebrate the 100th birthday of Rosemarie. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.